0: Hello and welcome to the Metkin Show, featuring Jazzy today. How's it going, Jaz?
1: Doing well. Doing. How are you?
0: Good. 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 Hey,
1: did, did you ever get what? No. What's up? Did you ever get my text? Because I kind of want this to be the opener. Because we never did talk about this. Did you ever get my text of one of my Google searches at around eight seventeen p.m. on a Tuesday?
0: Well, you were scratching your butthole?
1: It was something about my butthole. So whenever I get a little high, there's like this sensation in my butthole. It almost feels like, you know, like when you have to fart and it might be more than a fart. Okay. Okay. But it also feels like warm, you know, it's like a warm sensation, not sexual at all. Just like warm. And sort of like a furry, it's like furry in my butthole and warm. And sometimes I do have to go to the bathroom to make sure nothing did happen. But it's amazing that when you Google this, like Google has nothing to say about this uh, phenomena. Instead, you know, it goes down that WebMD like rabbit hole. You know what I'm talking about? just like oh my god you have cancer or something you know well, that's,
0: yeah I I it-,
1: it struck me though it struck me and i know this is a weird example but it struck me how negatively the internet is
0: well webmd you know will I mean? always not- tell you you have cancer yeah
1: Right. But like, even just my Google search, I'm not like, it's not like I'm scared that my butthole feels weird when I'm high. I'm curious. You know what I mean? In, in no way in my, you know, Google search, did I say that it like, did I hint that it was a negative thing, but it's amazing how the Google search then gives me everything negative about this. What if what I'm feeling is truly an amazing sensation? And like, it's actually a positive thing. You know, I just, I think it's interesting though, even when I Google search other things, how these like, I get like a very negative driven set of answers or websites or search results.
0: Have you tried like standing on the bathroom counter and like putting your head between your knees and spreading your butt and looking at it?
1: (sighs) No, I haven't tried studying the butthole. I think just because I might be a little worried about looking at it like especially when you're high like you're, you might see something that doesn't really exist you know i was just more so curious and i just got bummed out that fucking google no matter what you type even if it's like a good thing like i swear if you just like type in the search bar right now wow my green plant looks really shiny and gorgeous and luscious what does that mean you'll get like a bunch of negative answers. And no wonder everybody shit. Because we're all typing into this Google search engine and we're getting negatively driven answers for stuff that we didn't even, that we kind of feel neutral about really. I mean, to a certain degree, when you type something in a search engine, to a certain degree, you're curious about it and you're neutral, wouldn't you agree?
0: Yeah, but Google is not a neutral search engine.
1: Right, that's my thing. Like I got bummed out realizing, oh my gosh, like nothing in this world is trying to make us neutral human beings. Nothing. Like we're the only people that have control over making ourselves neutral, you know? Because you type into Google, oh my God, I had the best day of my life. And it's gonna give you like, oh, don't worry, tomorrow will be bad oh, you're probably manic depressive. Oh, these are symptoms of drug use or you're addicted to something. You know what I'm saying? It's like, or you're a narcissist. I mean, it's always like negative, you know, searches. So I don't know. I kind of wanted to talk about how that impacts us and how I think that we secretly fucking love negative shit and we like get off on it. And I think, if we got off on our negative shit and didn't feel embarrassment about it or shame or guilt, how then if we wanted to, we could get the positive whatever we're trying to think we're trying to go after, you know?
0: Yeah. Um I agree with you. Yeah.
1: I don't know. That's just been heavy on my mind. I'm in a mood today. Matt, so as you can tell. This whole
0: existential crisis stemmed from your butthole feeling weird. Yeah, it does. I I kind of thought you'd get a bunch of gay porn if you Googled butthole or some sort of weird fetish That's porn. What I
1: figured. That's what I figured, too. But I didn't. Instead, I get this whole, like, traumatic, negative, you know, Oh my God, you have butt cancer or, Oh my God, you're pooping or, Oh, that's not good. You know, all these negative things. And when I typed it into Google, I wasn't, I didn't like type it in the search engine. Like I said, cause I was worried. I typed it in the search engine. Cause I was curious, you know, it's not a bad sensation. It's just a sensation. But now Google's trying to control my head. Like it is a bad sensation, you know?
0: Yeah, it's well. Yeah, you know, it's definitely it's definitely biased. There's a, there's oh. other search engines you can use. Duck Duck Go. I've heard people what say is it? a good one. What's that? What's
1: it called?
0: Duck Duck Go, like Duck Duck Goose, but Duck oh, okay. Duck Go. Yeah, some and people
1: neutral, say. It. Yeah,
0: because I've you know I've seen other instances in which Google will like like skew searches dramatically so yeah i mean but isn't it crazy how you have just come to say oh well i can just turn on my computer and type something in and just get a result no you're going to get results that other people have put up on the internet but but that's really it that's it yeah it's not going to be like anything dramatic or life-changing and that's the crazy thing too you know it's like we're so addicted to social media you, you know, you get up in the morning and you're like, oh, I'm going to get on Twitter and see what's going on or, or something. Oh, somebody messaged me. Oh, wow. Cool. That validates me somehow.
1: That's my dopamine hit.
0: It's your dopamine hit. It's, it's... almost
1: like we're looking at We're looking to our devices to tell us how to feel about stuff.
0: Oh, of course. Always. Because, well, because, you know, well, you, you know th- through the majority of our entire lives, you're you're not allowed to have an opinion if you have an opinion you'll you're at risk of being mocked and ridiculed and so it's like you always it's like well who's who's the central authority on opinions well historically it's been like your teacher in school or a news anchor or a politician or a preacher or you know a comedian in some instances but lately yeah it's become the echo chamber of of Whoever you follow, and the, here's the other thing, like on social media, we've talked about this. I, you know, I, I canceled my Facebook account, but I had, you know, probably hundreds or if not thousands of friends, and I would see shit from like ten accounts. And I'm like, okay, I know these other people are tweeting or fucking posting or something. And then I go look and it's like, yes, they've been posting like 10 things a day. And I haven't seen them for like months. So
1: what's that? No, yeah,
0: you can't trust this. You can't trust the fucking internet. And the, the other thing is too, it's like the internet is like a cheap substitution for social interaction. It's like, You know, when I go out and go to work and stuff, like, I get up in the morning, right? And I get on Twitter and I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, what's going to piss me off today? What am I going to look at? And then I go out and then I'm like, oh, fuck. I don't want to go out and deal with people. And then I go out and deal with people. And when I come home and try to get on Twitter, I'm like, this sucks. Like, this is not it. You know what I mean? This is depressing and frustrating. So... You know, I think just getting out and talking to people and is, is really um, imperative.
1: 100%. It
0: it's really imperative. Really and is. you know, that's the even fucking if just a little bit. Even if what? Just a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that's what's so sinister about this fucking lockdown is it's like, like if you're, if you wanna go socialize, like again, and, and a lot of this shit is just, you know, reported to you via the internet. But it's like you're a bad person if you want to go out and socialize. Like, right. like if, and you should be afraid that everyone's going to judge you as such. So it's like, yeah, it's it's really turning people into themselves. Like not into themselves, but turning people in on themselves. Yeah. In their fucking stupid echo chamber and. And I feel like the algorithms are getting worse. Like, yeah. you know, I like to watch YouTube videos and stuff. And then, of well, who doesn't, right? And yeah, then right. lately, YouTube's algorithm has really narrowed me down. Like, it's always been, like, narrowing. But in the yeah. last week or two, it's like I get, like, four or five channels in my homepage. And if I scroll down, it's just, like, more videos from them wow and today i, I was like because i get like joe rogan's podcast because i do like to listen to some of his things some of them i yeah. don't like and then i was like okay i don't want to see joe rogan's channel on my homepage anymore i click that button i scroll down another fucking scroll who am i seeing in my fucking homepage? more joe rogan huh and the same thing happened when i was like trying to like see what the fuck was up with facebook i was like all right, i have like hundreds of fucking friends on facebook I'm just going to unfollow all of these accounts. Everything that pops up, I'm going to unfollow and see if some of these other people show up. Oh, nope. Wow. It was just the, the account that I had just unfollowed. Boom. Right back in the feed. Wow. You know? So it's like... Wow. We're, you know, it's, it's, you know what they say. It's like people start doing like hard drugs and it's like, you know, at first you live for the, you know, or it's like the drug is... Well, whatever the fuck they say, they're like, eventually it stops being like a good thing, and it turns into your master. Yeah. That's that's exactly what this shit, if you're like, I'm gonna get on Twitter and see what's going on, well, you're really only seeing like a sliver of what's
1: actually going on.
0: Yeah, and it's Mm -hmm. it's fucking bullshit. And I'm tired of it, quite frankly.
1: Scary. I mean, it's also I don't know what's scarier, and I think I think to a certain degree even if you're like a really unaware human being like you're still aware of what you're doing because everybody will comment oh my god the damn phone i'm on my phone all the time like everybody to a certain degree says that i mean i haven't really met a person yet who's like oh no i don't spend time on my phone i don't let that thing rule me no everybody like in a self-deprecating way Admits to how much the phone takes over their life.
0: Right.
1: right. You know what I mean? And then we don't really do anything about it but admit it. It's almost like we think, well, if I admit that I'm on my phone all the time or I like, you know, claim to bitch about how the phone takes over my distractions and stuff, then it's enough to validate that, but I don't actually have to change it. You
0: know what oh, I mean? It's- oh, it's, well, it's like, hold on. I got The dogs are being riled. I'm going to put them in the dress. Get out of here. Go. Yes, you. You know, it's like self. it's asking for like validation where it's like, oh, I'm so hungover today. It's like, oh, me too. It's like instead of you know, it's just asking for validation for something that you know isn't good.
1: Yeah, and you just keep doing it. And then I think what I'm trying to say too is that in people vocalizing, oh, I'm on Facebook again. Like they're shit. it's not like they're like, oh no, it's fine. I'm not on Facebook. No, people are openly admitting that they're on it too much, but I think in doing that, it like validates their behavior so they don't feel like they don't have to change it.
0: Yeah, I hate that. Um I like it's like shame bragging or like yeah. what's the term? It's like
1: yeah.
0: and oh we're I'm so that fat. Right like look at right. me. And it's like no, you're you, right. you go to SoulCycle cycle three times a day. you're not so fat. you're just like right. trying to get people to say, oh, whatever.
1: But that's what we're all doing. I mean, you and I are even doing that right now to a certain degree. It's like we're admitting how much of a pain in the ass this shit is, but we're still using it. you know what I mean?
0: Well, I've deleted it all off my phone.
1: Yeah, you know that's interesting you say that because I actually deleted Instagram off my phone. And it's a funny reason why, I guess, you know, I'm a trainer in Los Angeles and I try to, I'm, I, I have a, like a love hate with Instagram. Like there's no, I'm not going to get into it all right now, but there's a part of me that's like, oh, it's just like hitting people with dopamine. I don't like how evil this tool is. Even if you're using it for a business, it's evil. It's advertising. It's like trying to get people plugged in more, trying to make them feel like, you don't have enough or you aren't enough or you know what I mean? You need this still, or you need to see this or, oh, look at this product. You still need to buy this. And I just don't like that. I see it as evil. A lot of people make amazing shit on it and content on it that's like life-changing. But like, I guess what I'm trying to say is I don't know how to navigate it in that way where I'm avoiding the also nasty part of it. So I kind of avoid it altogether and I don't really use it for my business or for my, what I do in my daily life. But I had an interesting like crossover happen where, you know, someone whom I don't really want to do privates with energetically, because when you get to be a trainer and you've been a trainer for a while, you kind of start to just, you kind of start to pick your own clients. (laughs) You get to a certain point where it's like, you think the clients think they're choosing you, but really you're choosing them, you know, and thank God for that, because If you're out there and you teach fitness or you teach anything in in any way and you actually give a fuck about it, it's a huge energy, you know, suck, but it's a beautiful one, especially if you enjoy it, right? So, you know, like based on two minutes of interacting with someone in in live format or over social media or whatever, you know whether it's going to work out or not. Like, you know whether you're going to want to train this person or not. So this specific person, I knew I wasn't going to want to train them because first of all, like, why are you hitting me up on Instagram? You know what I mean? Especially when you know the studio I work through. It's not like it's my own business, you know? And second of all, like this lady, when I wasn't like responding to her right away, she would see that I was online, but not looking at her messages. And she'd be like, I see that you're online. So that's where it like, and then I'm like, oh, I definitely, I definitely don't want to train this person. Do you know what I'm saying? Like true colors here, but it's like, I also don't like this, this assumption that like people can go about doing business on Instagram. Do you see what I'm saying? And in no way does my Instagram page make it apparent that I, you know, hold business using my social platforms. If it did, then sure, it wouldn't be weird to message me to set up a private, right? Right. But my Instagram clearly is so random. I barely get on it. I barely post. I barely update. Why are you contacting me with work-related stuff, especially since you know I work for someone else? You know what I mean? It's just like, I don't like this assumption that like, okay, and you know, I haven't, I never responded to this person, but you know, my studio that I work for did for me, which is the way it should be, that's professional. And deep down in my core, I'm a professional being. I like to like separate, you know, certain platforms and myself from them, you know, with professionalism. And it's just like, I really, you know, and I'm East Coaster living on the West Coast, but like, I really still hold professionalism high. And I don't know about you, Matt, but it just seems like, this assumption that I can use Instagram to do and conduct business and that people should and must answer their DMs or look at their DMs on the regular, you know what I mean? Is ridiculous to me. Cause then she claims, oh yeah, I don't look at my Instagram. So why are you communicating with me on that page? You know, do you see what I'm saying?
0: yeah oh yeah well first of all you know the idea of professionalism is that you have certain boundaries right like if you hire a lawyer you're not going to like sit around and talk to them about like their fucking personal relationships or some shit like that because they're a professional and they're mm-hmm. you the whole idea of your interaction as a professional is you know we're interacting on these terms on these topics and that's it yeah And also I think this whole social media, well, maybe not, I haven't lived on the East coast for a long time, but I feel like that's some annoying California bullshit. Like where it's like, there's no, there is no boundary between like, it's that influencer thing. It's like who you are and what your business is. The line is like very blurry. And yeah. it's like, yeah. you have to, I always felt like in California, that was this whole thing where it's like, there's not really a, a definite line between when you're like at work and when you're not, or when, like uh, you know what I mean? There's There yeah. wasn't ever like a clear definition of like boundaries, which yeah. I fucking hated because yeah. then you're, you're all passive aggressive and weird.
1: Yeah. You don't know like, how to act.
0: You don't know how to act because it's like well it's
1: really, really really insecure honestly
0: You know I was thinking about it the other day and I was like you know Chicago and New York have this culture of like you, you go to work and then you get off work and then like whatever and then as long as you're back at work in the morning who cares how drunk you got or like like if you took a fucking 10-inch dildo up the ass at night or whatever. Like, who cares? Yeah, but, like, yeah. California is more like there isn't that sort of – you just have to be, like, sort of weird and pleasing everybody all the time. But there's no boundary as to how you right. please them. It's mm-hmm. like you – like, don't you dare piss anyone off by, like, being abrupt or blunt or to the point. You've got to, like, kiss everyone's ass all the time and – yeah. Uh, And it's like, the job never ends. The interview never
1: ends. Right, the interview never ends. You're always on edge. And no wonder we're all so insecure over here, you know? And like, that's the thing is like, I also couldn't like bitch this lady out about like trolling me on my Instagram DMs, trying to get a hold of me to book a private when I don't use that. You know, I couldn't like shut her down because guess what? That's you. She knows a lot of the clients I love.
0: Exactly. They come to
1: my class regularly. So do you think I can fuck that up? No. Do I want to fuck that up? No, because I like those people that are apparently friends with her and know her. You know what
0: I mean? Yeah, but it's bullshit because you should be able to just say, you know what? Sorry, bitch. Like, hey, this is my private email. Right. Which I I I don't don't even really use.
1: And it's like, it's also like, (laughs) let's say, let's. say i've met this woman in person then it's a little different i had never met this woman in person so like you know what i'm saying that's the other thing you know like don't have expectations of me to look at my dms
0: regularly
1: concerning my what i do for a living don't expect that
0: and, and also what is she is she dying in a ditch and the only way she can get out is like to strengthen her hip flexors with pilates or something, right. you know what I mean? Like, like what is she trapped in a car and, and, and she needs to do mermaid pose to like to escape? Like what's the fucking problem here?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh it's just so yeah, I'm with you. Like I have gotten rid. Honestly, I mean it's it's freaky because as you know, you can't really delete your Instagram. You can't delete your Facebook. Like it always exists. It's just a matter of re-logging in or putting the app on your phone again, but it does help to erase the apps off your phone. Cause what I didn't realize is that it's such an automatic like thing that your finger goes to. So if your finger doesn't have that automatic like app up on your phone to go to, you might instead just go to something else, which is better. It's a step in the right direction, you know?
0: know it's it's about feedback loops like that instagram gives you that that almost immediate feedback loop of like oh i want that's a funny meme oh i hate this politician and i saw somebody ragging on him oh like you know whatever right but it's a much longer feedback like think they call it like high time preference and low time preference think about like you know, if somebody said, "Hey, you can have a hundred dollars today or a thousand dollars in ten years," you know, would you say? You know what I mean? Oh, you know, I don't have the willpower to wait ten years to to ten times to get ten times the reward. Uh, I want it now. Yeah. Because the kind of person who's going to say, "I want it now," they're going to spend that hundred bucks on some stupid bullshit. And the kind of person who uh-huh. can wait is going to say. Oh, yeah, well, that, that, that'll that be nice in 10 years when I'm, you know what I mean? To have that nice little thousand dollars because, like, I, I have a plan and and this whole, like, social media insanity is is like, who the fuck can even plan today? Because you're like, well, I don't know what's going to happen, like, tomorrow. The, the government might come out tomorrow and say, all your businesses are shut down and you don't have a job. Or, and so people are addicted to this like instant feedback
1: Mm -hmm. because
0: Mm -hmm. it's just, and that's, you know, that's the one thing that yoga and meditation helped me with was like lengthening that feedback loop. And it's not like permanent by any means is Uh the thing. It's like, you can easily go back. Right. and, and, you know, to bring it back to the beginning of the conversation, your Google search, you're like, oh, I want to open my box, my magic box, type something in and get a response. When that doesn't happen, you're like, what the fuck? And, yeah. and so it's, yeah, it's about lengthening that feedback loop. But that's a scary thing, because then you're like, well, now I have to think about the fact that I'm going to die one day. And, awesome. you know what I mean? Cause it's like, yeah, if you're just an instant, is. if you're like, okay, I will want my hundred bucks, I'm going to buy some shoes an ice cream cone, a movie ticket, you know, I don't have to think about things, but you're like, okay, in 10 years, like what's going to be going on with me? I was thinking today, if I live to be I'm almost 40, you know, in 40 years, I'll probably still be alive 40 fucking years. You know what I mean? Like, that's a long fucking time. It is. So, like, what am I just going to be still, like, fucking around, sleeping on a mattress on the floor? You know what I mean? Like, Uh, what the fuck am I, you know what I mean? Like, it, it brings up a lot of uncomfortable thoughts and
1: questions. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. So... Anyway. Yeah, so I guess the point of this is, uh, well, I've got awareness around it. I just, just, I guess, what's next? What what do you do after awareness? You know, and like you said, meditation and stuff like that. You
0: know. Oh, well, it's right action. No. You know, the, what I really yeah. liked about the eight limbs of, of yoga was like, the first limb is like acting good to others, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh fuck, I don't, I don't remember anymore because I, um, no, it's Yama or Niyama, whatever. The first limb is like, okay, don't kill people, don't like steal, don't like be a complete asshole to other people, that's, that's like the foundation. And then the second level is like, be good to yourself, like eat well, like you know brush your fucking teeth like give yourself some some space and some leeway don't be so hard on yourself and then after that then the third limb is the physical practice of yoga so it's like don't bother doing down dog or goddamn warrior two if you're like a corporate lawyer who's makes their money by like bankrupting small businesses You know what I mean? It doesn't matter how flexible or good your handstands are if you're fucking people over or if you're fucking yourself over. So it's like after you get this awareness, then you can start to like bring it into the physical realm. But. But then, you know, once you get past the physical realm, that third round, that third limb of yoga, then you have to bring it back to the to the breath work. And even then, once you get to the breath work, you have to bring it back to like non-reaction and meditation. So it's, you know, it's kind of yeah. like this, it's always in flux. You always have to be, you know, there. it's never like, God, what in life, you know, I, you know, I work on bicycles or, you know, I used to ride bikes a lot and I've worked on bicycles a lot as a mechanic.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: I always think, God, when a bike is not in motion, it's such a fucking pain in the ass. Like it falls over.
1: Right, it is always in the way. The wheel always spins weird.
0: Right. Or God forbid you have like 10 bikes and the the pedals getting stuck in the fucking wheel spokes and everything's all fucked. But when the bike is in motion, it's fucking awesome. And you're like, hell yeah, this is amazing. And and I feel like it's the same way, like, you know, yes, you do have to bring your bike in for service. Obviously you you can't just run it into the ground, but it's meant to be ridden. And so when we get all turned in on ourselves and thinking about like, oh, blah, 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 you're forgetting a fact that like, okay, your life is meant to be ridden or clothes. Like think about clothes, like, Isn't it such a pain in the ass that you have to like hang a shirt on a hanger? Or like, can you imagine how much of a pain in the ass it is to sew a a fucking shirt or a pair of jeans? But then when you put it on, you're like, absolutely. These these are amazing. Like, and and nothing makes you look better or feel better or appear better to others than a good fitting outfit. Right. But like, if you're not in it, it's just a lump of fucking fibers. Yeah, so, and, and it's you yeah, know, and it's just and, like
1: taking a fade.
0: So it's like yeah. always this yin and yang of like, okay, like I have to step back and fix the bike, but at the same time I'm fixing the bike so that I can ride it. But as I ride it, I know that I'm going to have to fix it again, and so I take that into account, and I don't like ride it into a fucking ditch. Right. So I, that's, that's kind of my thought is like, yeah, like look at everything. Everything is meant to be used by humans. Look at like, that's the same thing I was saying with bikes surfing in the ass. Look at like cooking utensils or like, God, you know how much I would love to just live in an empty room with just a candle and no yeah. furniture, no clothes, no kitchen. So just be just like simple. Right. But then you're like, what am I just going to sit on the floor? Yeah. Am I just going to like keep my shit on the floor? No, I want a table. So you're like, oh, I'm going to build a table. Well, now I want to sit down at the table. So I got to build a chair. Oh, it's fucking cold. I got to get some clothes. Oh, it's fucking whatever. You know, so eventually it's like, The the point is we're we're just meant it's yin and yang we're meant to act and then contemplate hopefully yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah so I guess we leave it at that everybody I guess
0: is that it God it's only been half an hour
1: I know that. That's exactly how long I wish podcasts people make. Even podcasts of people I love make. I wish they were only 30
0: minutes. Well, that's kind of sad. Is it? Yeah, I was hoping to go for at least an hour.
1: Oh, okay. I mean, we can.
0: Oh, no, 15 more minutes.
1: There's another thing, though. It's like, people... I mean, I am a redundant person, don't get me wrong. I love saying the same thing in a different way all the time. <laughs> But like the internet is so full of it, you know? And and people that you watch on the internet and all that stuff, it's like so full of redundancy, it's crazy, you know? It's like we're reading the same thing made in a different way like so many fucking times. Don't you think?
0: Is that your point? Yeah. Well, yeah, but then also, it's like, how many fucking times do you have to have something drilled into your head before it actually takes? That's called cognitive dissonance. It's like, I know that drinking isn't going to make me feel good, but I'm going to do it. Anyway. So how many, how many times do I have to get up? go out, do something that's not that for me to are eating like shit. Like we always talk about this. It's like, okay. On on the one hand, you're like, Oh man, it'd be great to go to McDonald's and get a burger and fries and a fucking milkshake. You know, it's going to make you feel like crap. How many times do you have to eat celery and go to the gym before you, you, you fully completely understand. No, I don't want McDonald's kind of a lot. Yeah. You know, so it's important to have, have redundancy. And, and the fact is, like, you know, of all the yoga, meditation, whatever, all the podcasts I listen to, it's like, sometimes also you just need to have, I know we said it's bad to live in an echo chamber, but you need to have your beliefs to reinforce.
1: That's very true. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it's like a bad thing because I'm the kind of person that needs a lot of reinforcement, a lot of like, and see, obviously, because I practice it myself, you know, and I'm fully aware that I'm practicing it. But I completely agree with you. Like, we all need that reinforcement sometimes, you know, or that re-comfort or that, yeah, you're totally right. Especially if you didn't really get it in childhood, which to a certain degree, I mean, everybody's parents sort of fucked them over in some way. So I have a feeling to a certain degree, most humans need a lot of reinforcement or a lot of repeat, redundancy, recomfort. you yeah. know?
0: Oh, I mean, like. And why that's why the so... internet is so good. That's why
1: the internet is so addicting also, because it gives it to us.
0: You're like, and, okay, I'm not the only one who feels this way. Like, okay, right.
1: Yeah, it gives us that reinforcement or that. You know, oh, let me look again at why, you know, I should validate that I'm using magnesium. Oh, let me read another article that literally says the same thing as the article I just read, but it's just giving me more reinforcement and validation for my decision, which I think a lot of us missed as children, because let's be, let's face it, being a parent is tough. Our parents aren't going to always have time, more patience to reinforce and validate every statement we ever made from the time we were born to when we were 18. You know what I mean?
0: It's not just the parents. I mean, you spend the majority of your childhood in school, not with your family, you know, and they really don't care about your development in school as much as they say they do. Right. Um, and And yeah, I mean, like, okay, so why would why would you listen to a song one time or eat a meal one time or go to a class more like one time? It's like, no, you go because you know, I always said when when I was going to Rich Logan's classes, I would always say, or or any anything that I've like any speaker or kind of thinker that I've become, a follower of or or you know a listener to uh i've always said man they say something in a way that i've kind of always thought but couldn't like put into words and there's always these the, these facets to life that it's, it's really nice to just you're like man like what are they going to say next that's going to like Make me think of things in a different way that I never thought about. Yeah. So, yeah. so, yeah, I mean, you know, redundancy is good. Yeah. You know, Jack Spirico would say the same thing. Yeah. He was one, one is none. Like, you, because, yeah, why would somebody go to your class more than once? Like,
1: yeah, you're so uh... redundant.
0: Those rich fuckers who go to your classes could buy a Pilates machine, go to your class, record it on their phone, whatever. You know what I mean? Do it online. No, it's and and it's we're not meant to be. Like I said, we're we're meant to. It's like a bicycle. You're it's meant to be ridden, but also repaired. So it's not yeah. like you're gonna ride it one time, hang it up on your wall, and then look at it for the rest of your life and say, "Wow, that was such a great ride." Right. it's good to be redundant
1: yeah you're right thanks for validating that. i don't know why but in my life i've held so much shame in that i think specifically to repeating myself a lot like in my own communication with people i realize i'm saying the same thing just again in a different way and i feel like embarrassed that they might catch on to it you know but i think you're right and that people need it too so they probably aren't so much realizing I'm being redundant. Instead, they're really possibly grateful that I am repeating the same thing again.
0: Oh, let me tell you 100% they are because how many times have people come into your class and done something wrong and you tell them that they're doing it wrong or you correct them and they do it wrong again and you correct them. And they know they're doing it wrong and they know you're correcting them but they still do it wrong Mm
1: -hmm.
0: you know what i mean and you just have to keep fucking keep doing it because like again we're complicated things we're like a lot of muscle memory and just the, the, the the spirit is willing the flesh is weak just because you're like okay i'm gonna go to class and i'm like not gonna do this thing i always do or i'm gonna get up tomorrow and i'm gonna not do these things that that I don't, you know what I mean? I'm gonna go to the gym and I'm gonna eat well. Oh, fuck, I, I didn't go to the gym and I ate McDonald's. So like, you know, I mean, yeah. it, it, it takes a lot of time to correct these habits. And mm-hmm. redundancy is a good thing, I think. And it also shows people that you're consistent, that she's not just saying something
1: she really sure. believes that then, if she's saying it again.
0: Right. Because sort of. because how often have you been in a class and the instructor says something and you're like, I'm not doing that. Right. And the instructor comes over and says something and you're like, Oh wow, like they're they're paying attention. They know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, versus. Or
1: they say it in a different way that makes you think, Oh, I, I am doing that actually.
0: Yeah. You knows. know what I mean?
1: Like they're saying it in a different, they like repeat it in a different way that makes sense to you where then you click like, oh, I for sure am doing it that way or I'm not.
0: I just think it shows people that you have your, know what you're talking about.
1: Oh, I a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Cause if you're gonna say it over and over again or a version over over and again, you must believe it. So great. Exactly. It's certainty.
0: Cause it's easy to say yeah. like do this do that but like if, if if somebody's making a point again and again you're like oh wow they're serious and yeah. like you know because again it's like your daily life how much shit do you do in your daily life and you've got to be like okay like, not only has this person that I respect and trust and listen to said this thing one time, they say it all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. So, like, maybe they're really serious about it. Yeah. So maybe I should start paying attention. Jack Spierko is a great example of that. Like, he will... harp, not harp on things, but he'll just say the same thing
1: over and over again different ways <laughs> in different
0: ways and eventually you're like you're driving down the road and you're like holy fuck man that's like maybe i should really pay attention to that because like, <laughs> like
1: yeah he stated it so much to whereas you were pissed at first now you're really starting to be like okay maybe i'm finally digesting this now
0: <laughs> exactly and Uber. taking in yeah because again and think of okay well think about something as physical and immediate as digestion like let's say you eat mcdonald's your whole life and then you start like saying you know what i'm gonna eat like some celery and carrot sticks and drink a bunch of water you're gonna be like oh god i feel terrible like yeah it tastes like shit. like it makes my stomach upset like it makes me depressed when I don't have my salt and sugar blasts. Fuck this, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like if if you really know, or if you're really listening to someone who believes in it, you're gonna say, okay, this is like important to do this. Yeah. Like and we've talked about this as well, you and I. It's like, okay, we've got our bad habits how do we differentiate between saying like, I want to find a new habit. I, I tried something new. I sucked at it. I hated it. You know what I mean? Like why would I dedicate three to six more months of like trying at it? If it's going to suck this bad versus like, if someone's like, no, like do it and it is going to suck, but then it's going to be like, great. Yeah. Yeah. You're gonna keep because it's like, yeah, eating healthy, going to the gym fucking sucks. Like, I know, I know how great it is hurt. to eat well and be fit. And even I am kind of like, oh man, you know, McDonald's drive-thru doesn't sound terrible right now. But like, luckily, I have that kind of ingrained muscle memory of like, no, 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 no. Like, even if you're like, even if it doesn't spike your what would what you call it dopamine levels mm-hmm. go home and like if you're gonna eat something gross like eat some bacon and eggs that you cooked yourself at least you know don't don't go to mcdonald's right right um yeah yeah you gotta reinforce things on a daily basis it, it doesn't doesn't just take one time yeah And if something does take one time, it's usually bad. That's like PTSD, you know, like, God, you ever eat like a bad, like, I remember the first time I had artichoke hearts, I threw up. And to this day, I'm still kind of like, oh, artichoke hearts, like, no, I don't really want those. (laughs) So it's like, if something does take one time to make an impression on you, it's probably not good.
1: (laughs) That's true, that's true.
0: It's probably not a good thing. It's like that's what PTSD is. It's like some some marine in Afghanistan walks into a market and gets shot in the leg and now he can't go into Walmart because without shaking and fucking sweating. That's not good.
1: <laughs> right. That's not,
0: right. not. not great. No. So it is it's good. It's you know, it's more like, yeah, it's like Again, and a, and a healthy, fit body. Let's take it back to the body. A healthy, fit body takes lots of reps, and not just in one session, but like over months and years. Yeah. Versus, like, okay, yeah, you can inject a bunch of saline into your. Have you seen these guys who inject saline into their biceps? Oh uh, no! It's it's awful. It's freakish and horrendous and sickening. But like, they want to they want to get big biceps. So they inject saline into their bicep and the whole, their chest and their forearms are just like kind of flabby and weak. But they've got these, it looks like a water balloon under their skin. And it's like, that's not what you want. (laughs) You know, so that's not good.
1: Yeah.
0: Anyway. All right. How much time are we? One more topic. Oh, I can't see what time it is. Um, it is, uh, so yeah, one more topic. Hmm. What are you, uh, what are you doing to further a concrete goal? what did you do today?
1: You know, I'm just trying to take more information that's not from the internet. So I'm actually, I'm like really trying to read more books.
0: (laughs) Uh
1: And it's been really nice, you know, just like different, I mean, I guess you could say they're self-help books, but just different um, people talking about sort of what we're talking about. Just like, you know, I'm reading something called the serendipity mindset creating more serendipity and just options in your life. Like when we feel so limited to decisions, it's, you know, we can kind of open that up, you know, Um, especially if you're in indecision. And then another one I'm reading is really interesting. It's called existential kink. And it's about getting off on the things that you complain about, that you hate that you do. And her whole point is that like, Yeah, you see it as a bad thing. You're sick of it. You hate that you do it, whatever it is. But deep down in your unconscious, you actually fucking get off on it. Like you love it. You know what I mean? Mm. And and she's kind of like saying, if you wanted to change this thing, like you should really get off on why you enjoy it first and foremost. and, And maybe admit to yourself that you kind of enjoy when you create a web of lies that you have to like keep track of, even though you're like in your car and you're like, God, I hate this. Why do I do this? Why can't I just be honest with people? But secretly you really fucking get off on this like secret life where you have to like keep your web of lies running or whatever it is. Do you know what I mean? So she's, it's very interesting. I mean, it's kind of like taking a look at your shadow self and just taking full ownership of it yourself. You know what I mean?
0: Hmm. Well, there's one book that I really recommend. One book that's seen me through. Yeah. The Bible. Oh, come on. The word, the word of Jesus.
1: (laughs) That's bullshit.
0: It is bullshit. Oh uh, um, well I got up early this morning I got up at 530 to go to Meyer because they open at 6 Meyer is like a midwestern Walmart it's like I think it's local basically I got up this morning and you know how much I hate A. I hate getting up early B. I hate shopping and C. I really hate shopping at like big box stores
1: yeah. I can't even picture you at Meijer, to be honest.
0: Oh my lord. I was like a um, a fox in the hen house or something. I was like, oh god, oh god. Anyway, I needed to get some shit for my mushrooms and, you know, um, use like canning procedures to sterilize the shit to grow mushrooms. Uh, well, all the canning shit.
1: I don't know about uh, that, but that'll be one episode. We'll have to talk about what that is now. Well, ahead.
0: basically to grow mushrooms you have to sterilize whatever it is you're growing them on. And an easy way to sterilize things at home. I
1: know,
0: well, ex- I think this I think the listeners will understand.
1: That's what I mean. Yeah, I just want to say I know what you're talking about. The listeners just don't know. Yeah. Right.
0: So you need to sterilize and an easy way to sterilize things is like a canning jars and a pressure cooker. And so I'm out of jars cuz like when I moved out of California, I was like I'm not going to move a bunch of fucking glass jars that I can buy for like 75 cents each. Well, since this fucking lockdown, people went into insane mode, which is kind of a good thing. But they were like, oh, we need to prep at our homes. So you can't buy any canning supplies anywhere.
1: Oh, yeah, I guess that's right.
0: Yeah, well, you can, but they're like twice the price of normal. And I'm like I'm not going to pay $2 for a jar that's normally 75 cents. Yeah. So I left I left empty handed, which sucked. But it, it, and the thing is it's, you know, I can do it with other things, but I need to spend like hundreds and hundreds of dollars for like home equipment, which up until now i've been reluctant to do but now i'm just like fuck it man like i need i need these i need this equipment like kind of like making an amateur home lab and um so this today when i got up this morning i went to do that and i came home and i was like well fuck it i'm gonna have to do it bite the bullet spend the money
1: and go.
0: because it's again it's that long-term thinking it's like oh I don't want to spend like $500 on this thing. And it's like, well, I can make that $500 back in like a week if I commit to it. But the the scary thing is like plunking down that cash and being like, oh, now I have to actually like do this shit. I can't just be like, oh yeah, I'm kind of, kind of doing it, whatever.
1: I have to be like,
0: all right, this is fucking happening.
1: Now I got to work. Now you got to come in. Exactly.
0: Yeah. So it was, you should have, you would have laughed if you'd seen me in there.
1: I bet. I mean, I'm shocked that you even went.
0: Oh, I didn't wear a mask. I'll tell you that.
1: Oh, and they didn't say anything to you, huh?
0: Well, see, you know, the fucked up thing is like, it really shouldn't be up to an employee to like, I, know. Confront... I
1: feel bad that they have to enforce
0: it. Right, it really shouldn't be up to like somebody who's like making whatever an hour to stock shelves or wait tables to like confront someone and confront them. It's, it's like kind of, you know, it's uncomfortable, it's unpleasant yeah. and it's really not their job. No. And so that's what really pisses me off I know we weren't going to talk about like politics, but that's what pisses me off about these stupid bands is like putting employees in this place where they have to like
1: do some really uncomfortable shit. They're not
0: cops or security guards. You know, if you, if you get a job as a security guard, you're like signing up saying like, okay, I'm going to have to like deal with some uncomfortable right. confrontations on a relatively right. regular basis. If you're like, oh, I'm getting a job at Walmart stalking fucking apples in the produce section.
1: You're not That's part of
0: your job. Yeah. And so, so no, nobody said anything. But again, it was six in the morning and like.
1: Maybe nobody was really there.
0: Yeah, I, and I was in and out. As soon as I saw they didn't have the shit I was looking for, I'm like, bye. have uh-huh. I really don't want to hang out in here. Yeah. Because, like, I hate shopping. Like, in other countries, it's different, you know? Like, the Middle East or Asia, where it's like, oh, the market is, like, you know wow it's an amazing palette of sights and smells and sounds and colors in america a market is like god awful you know
1: depending yes
0: well for the most yeah for the fucking walmart it's not like you're going into walmart to like see now some interesting thing it's like okay what what crap from china are they fucking trying to sell me you know right so yeah you know it it, I was in and out as soon as I saw they didn't have what I needed I said toodaloo I'm out of here yeah that's what I did you know oh my god I didn't tell you um since the weather's cooled down I had a big flush of oyster mushrooms oh really Uh, oh my god they're so good Like really, really, really good, you know, and I'm a meat eater and I, I don't have like some sort of refined palate by any means, but I was like, wow,
1: that's awesome.
0: So I'm like, you know, fuck it. I'm going to grow them. People don't want to buy them. I'll um, eat them.
1: Sell them to restaurants, you know, whatever, or just perfect your craft. I mean, why? why do you even have to make money off of them at first why can't you just enjoy them like you were just saying and just perfect your craft so that in three years of growing and eating them they're even better and then you sell the shit out of them yeah yeah like why i that's the other thing about creativity i guess we'll wrap on this is like just remember and i'm trying to remind myself this too like if there's something that you get enjoyment out of making or eating or consuming or in whatever like why do you have to make money off it why do people on Instagram even have to know about it why can't it just be something you purely enjoy like when we were kids like we would color for pure enjoyment not to sell it you know not validation from it not to post a picture of what I colored on Instagram We just did it because we enjoyed doing it. And I think with your mushrooms and everybody out there with everything, it's like, you don't need to show anybody that you're doing anything like if you don't want to. Like, you don't need to sell anything that you enjoy doing. This isn't about making money all the time. Sometimes it's about getting back to just enjoying to do something. That's
0: it. Yeah, and I think that's um, a big part of why I can speak for myself that's why or you know many people that's why you don't do things because you're like oh well
1: it's not going to make money it's selfish I don't want to spend money to just enjoy it I don't deserve that whatever yeah
0: right like oh man you know I'll never be this or this so it's like well what don't you just like like it like if you if you want to be a famous musician shouldn't you just like Enjoy playing music, right? But people are like, "Oh no!" It's like I have to like have a home studio and and dedicate six hours a day to it. It's like, well, if you really like making music, you're just gonna do it.
1: You're gonna do that anyway.
0: So, like, if that's what's holding you back, fuck it. Yeah, you know, like I guarantee you, what you're gonna what I gotta spend five hundred bucks to. Like buy the shit I need for home lab. Like, God, I spend that much money on beer in a fucking month. So yeah, it's yeah. like and I don't expect that to make me rich. You know, it's like why
1: Yeah, why? thank you. Exactly. Exactly.
0: So well that was a good one. Um
1: That was awesome.
0: But it wasn't perfect, so I'm no, not gonna but, put it out.
1: No, but I think mean, we should <laughs> We, we should just keep doing this, you know.
0: I'm teasing. Yeah, I know. Well, cool. Oh, I've got a funny song I want to send you. By the way, you're oh gonna like God. it. Um, I'll send it to you after we're done or okay. after we sign off. But okay, cool. well,
1: that I'm was
0: good. Have- and um, yeah. I'm just gonna.
1: Okay.
0: I'm gonna get this. Um, you know, it was a pretty good. The part of it I didn't like of the podcast is when you were talking, so I'm going to edit all of that out.
1: I could tell that part I didn't like, so...
0: Yeah, I'm going to edit that out.
1: Yeah, the part I didn't like was when you were talking.
0: So. <laughs> oh, oh, my. That's Now that hurt my feelings.
1: I'm just fucking kidding. Said <laughs> the same thing to me, asshole.
0: I'm fucking with you. All right, Botch. Well, all right, um, Botch. I'll talk to you soon.
1: You're the best. Bye. You're the best.
0: Bye.